There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brent Bernard. Catherine will be back next week. She should be on today, but she's not in town. She's coming home tomorrow, so she'll be on next week. Looking forward to it. And we'll be right back with the family. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> So, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Uh, I had a a laugh because I forgot to call him back, but Michael Bryant keeps calling me like 7.30 in the morning. (laughs) 7.30 in the morning? (laughs) Yeah, like 8 a.m. Mike, I'm sorry, I'm not awake at 8 a.m. It's like I've been up for four hours. (laughs) But I, I will return. I, I returned his first call, but he called me the other two days ago at eight o'clock in the morning, and I didn't answer. So. Oh, he literally gets up at like three thirty or four yeah, o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Every like I've been Not, up all for of us days. don't. All of us don't do that, Mike. Just he and I. He and me. I do it. And he does. It. Yeah, that's it. That is all. All we're uh, we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we need to know. Um, they did call Alaska, by the way, for. Uh, for uh, the uh, Republican senator, so now there are 50 senators in uh, 
the Republican Party, 48 in the Democratic Party with just the two to go in Georgia. They, you, didn't they already assume the Alaska one, though? That was kind of already... Well, yeah. yeah, they knew Alaska was yeah, Georgia, you know, apparently you don't know what could happen in Georgia. Well, they, they ordered the recount in Georgia today. Yeah, they did, yeah. For president or yeah. for... Oh, really? They did today, yeah, exactly. Here's what I don't understand, and somebody please explain it to me. How can a state put the entire country on edge. Why are they allowed to demand a 50.1% to win? You've just basically thrown the country into two months of they turmoil. They really should stop that practice. They really should. It's just thrown the country into turmoil for two months. Same with these sliding vote things yeah, like Minneapolis exactly. does. They just oh, need God. to get rid of it. Uh, they do. It just Can we just vote? Everybody go vote, and then we'll see how it goes. You can cheat all you want, apparently. I don't know. Whatever. Who? How much... More did Biden get for the popular vote? Five million. 77 million to 72 million. So if 72 million people in America, here, <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's bad. Oh, we're divided, marketing. man. So really divided. bad marketing mm-hmm. to piss all over the other party, whether it's, it's 77 so million bad. people or 72 million people. And I tell is it, stupid. I, and yes. people, people that have own a business exactly. or they're entertainers, you must be so dumb at math that you would exactly point your views out there because you lose half the audience right off the bat. Half, yeah. half, yeah. half your market's gone. Andy, did you hear who uh, Uncle Todd voted for? Alex, I told you, didn't I? My brother Todd, my your uncle Todd. Does he want you telling people this? On? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I told everybody. He wanted me to tell everybody on the KQ Morning Show too. Again. No, no, no. It's very, very sweet actually. My brother Todd, who's my brother, just younger than me, and then there's Tony, and then there was Troy, right? Todd Barnard voted for Troy Bernard for I was going to say, did he write in Troy? I was going to vote in Troy. Cute. Todd is a sweet man. Oh, he's a great guy. Todd's he's a great a sweet, guy. Sweet guy. Well, so is Troy. Sunny and Shay are both so Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, well, I don't after know. me, the guy said, it's, we got to turn the other way away from this person. really prick. confusing. They, he made up, with, made up for that. Uh, <laughs> exactly. made up for the lost ground in my deal. Now, we were just talking about that the other night, how divided our family is. I got yeah. two... Two siblings that won't even talk to me anymore because of this show, because of the morning show. And you got the brother dies, and then this one doesn't get along with that one. And it's like, ugh. You should just. After having one pass away, especially. I don't know. I believe in making peace always. Yeah, especially the youngest. Do you think that you all could be able to just like. Not all of you. There are two that it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But the rest of you, I think. I, I talked to Vicky, Todd, and Tony uh, two nights ago, and yeah. you know I wouldn't say never. Nah, you don't know them. Uh, yeah. I know, but you could. You could. <laughs> you don't know these people. No, but one of them doesn't even want to talk to their own kids anymore. So there you have it. Yeah, he's. Yeah, don't say he. She, they are. I'm trying to cover it up, and she. But yeah, I, I, I believe I'm, I'm a strong believer in making peace, man. Well, yeah, but a lot nice. of people aren't. Well, no, but, but that's what I heard. Joe Biden asked for unity, and the first thing we hear is that if you supported <laughs> Trump, we're going to destroy <laughs> your life. Mm-hmm. What uh, can they not hear? Your president-elect just said, "Let's try to you know unify and bring peace, and let's do that." And the first thing you do is threaten to ruin people's lives. Well, AOC put out a list. Yes, she did. Send them to, to every every big corporation. Said, "If you hire any of these people, we'll destroy your company." Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable. Well, the Star Tribune did that to me. It's been happening for years. Well, Star years. Tribune's, you know, Star Tribune. 
Uh, are they out of business yet? Because they're going to be out of business in a minute. They got to be soon, man. They they're have to done. be just hanging on by a thread. Good. Glad they to have hear to it. be. Maybe there's nobody else's life you can. I mean, they literally destroyed my mm-hmm. voiceover career. They're still building that somebody. I don't understand it all because that they're building the most expensive condo building in Minneapolis history. Who is? Somebody is in downtown Minneapolis. Oh, really? They start out at like two million dollars, and they're to building live downtown. Yeah. Are you crazy? No, for right real. near HCMC, too. You literally could not pay <laughs> You're me to live downtown. No, not. That's, what, that's a horrible area. I know, but they're building the most expensive condos oh in the city, God. man. Are people that stupid? It's supposed to be the new Carlisle. Yeah. Oh, well. If you what gave about me $10,000 a month, I wouldn't live there. I agree. Uh, I don't get way, it Way, way, way too a bigger, dangerous. There's something bigger going on than we, we know. Oh, somebody sent me the article, by the way. That appeared in the newspaper with 30 years ago, I on the air told, uh, actually a little bit more than 30 years ago, I told uh, Mayor Don Frazier and the chief of police, Tony Boza, you better do something about the gang problems mm-hmm. on Hennepin Avenue. And in the article, they said, there are no gangs in Minneapolis. Oh, what? Did that, Who said that? I got the fought, mayor and the chief of listen, police. I got fought for 11 years by every major business downtown. Stop talking about crime. Stop bringing it up in the press. Why? Stop saying it on TV. Stop being being interviewed by the Star Tribune and other newspapers. They just, and they, I even got literally physically well, confronted bad for, bad by an owner of, yep. of a yes, restaurant bar downtown and chest bumped me. Do I know him? Probably. Chest bumped me. Is it me McDonald's? And, <laughs> chest oh bumped and said, stop talking about crime in downtown Minneapolis because you're hurting our business. Mm-hmm. And guess where they are now. Yep. And I said, I literally, I pull up the post three years, two years ago when Jacob Fry got elected. I literally wrote, this kid will wa- sit and literally watch Minneapolis burn to the ground. And there it is. And that's exactly what he did. It is. It's true. And, and they, they all, now that... The ones that were the most bullies to me write me and said, man, you were dead on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You should have listened then. You should have listened to me 33 (laughs) years ago. Yeah, well... Yeah, they, America just—they we don't want to admit that there's a gang problem. No, we don't. We don't want to admit that there's cartels, you know, all over the place, uh, moving all these drugs and killing people across the border. You know, we don't want to admit... We just spent, what, nine months... Letting the country burn, how many people died in these riots. We're pretending that never happened. We're all just pretending nothing ever happens. I know. You're absolutely unless right. it's Trump's fault. But it was it was all it seems every day it comes to comes to seems like it's it was more and more all orchestrated. Oh, like I couldn't it, agree more. It all yeah. seems like couldn't it was just more. planned out. The media knows it's all happening, the whole, but they're being told not to report the on it. The whole defund and BLM, it all seems like it was planned out. It's very out. planned, yeah. So who has to pay these cops they're going to bring in to help the Minneapolis police? The taxpayers. The taxpayers. So you, with your idiotic idea of getting rid of police officers, and now your taxpayers have to pay even more to make well, up for your and, stupid and, and mistake. Remember, it costs a lot more to hire a sheriff than oh, it does a city oh, police officer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots more. <laughs> That's county. It's disgusting what these people are doing. It, you're you're horrible leaders. You really well, are. I think in Minneapolis, the reason why that's happening easier than it would in any other city, Minneapolis is one of the only cities in America that a county and a city share a city hall. Yeah, right. That building is half city hall, right. half county, sheriff's right. department. We're one of the only people places in the country that has that. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's why you're bringing in the sheriffs. I don't know. Like I said, could you just let bit? It's worked pretty well uh, for several hundred years. Things have gotten better for everybody. And, and again, your answer: uh, Black people were treated like treated like dirt for for decade after decade after decade, couple of hundred years. So now let's treat white people like dirt. Mm-hmm. I think what? I think they're still treating black people like dirt. And I agree with that. <laughs> they're still using black people like there's are. no tomorrow. It's usually you bring up skin color, you're using that. I agree. I agree completely. They are literally using black people as human shields. They are. There's no doubt about that. And I don't know why the black leadership's putting up with that. I don't know. I think I think it's starting a little bit to turn. I hope so, Mm -hmm. because it's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Why don't we treat everyone the same? Everybody gets the same shots. Everybody, you know, why don't we do that instead of you? You have to have a bad guy, don't you? You know, even after all the the the, the things that he did wrong, I bet you Jacob Fry gets reelected. I bet he will. <laughs> no, you think? Yeah, yep. absolutely. I will. absolutely think he will. Minneapolitans are some of the most docile, brainless cattle in the world. They 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 will actually reelect him. They will. God, unbelievable. But they still have all of these states that have not called the presidential race. I know. How long does it take? I don't know. If third world countries counting ballots by hand, and they do it in like two days. The, the, uh, what was the, the, the talent show on TV? Start, America's Got uh, Talent? Yeah, America's Got Talent counted millions of votes in like a commercial. In, in a commercial break. <laughs> they did it all in a commercial Why break. Why can't you vote on, on, on a laptop? Why can't you? I think they should have a fingerprint thing. Mm. Fingerprint well, they thing. hacked the paper ones. Oh, yeah, but well, laptops are extremely why can't you, easy. Why can't you do face recognition or fingerprint on a laptop? Because it's, I mean... Look. Face recognition, that's a that's Anything with technology is wait, is too easy to hack. Yeah, but I don't the know, paper man. ones are really easy to hack, too, because all they got to do is throw away the ones they don't want to look at. I, know. I, have, that, yeah, I have that global entry thing for flying, and they, oh, yeah, they, they, they scan yeah, they your eyeballs, your retinas, man. Yeah. yeah, they do. Well, Why can't they do that on a computer? Scan your retinas. I wonder I if they don't want to do it because it's harder to just throw away results you don't like. Yeah. Exactly. If it goes directly yeah. into a database, a read-only database, oh. you can't tamper I, with I have that. To say, I have to say that when I went and voted downtown Minneapolis, and when I went in there, I filled out the thing, and by habit, I wrote the new address, your old yeah, house, right, right. And, but I'm registered in my old address. Oh, okay. And they called me on it. They, oh, yeah? They, they yeah. didn't just let it go. Hmm. Well, that's good. They said, hey, this, your stuff doesn't ma- add yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Love it. Like, it doesn't Well, not. you do look like a thug, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. we got to take a break. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. Michael, can you tell me, what do you like most about your job? Well, I know we only have a minute, so the short version is how we build relationships with our customers, being able to drive around town and see all the businesses we've been able to help, and how that translates to jobs for their employees, and the impact that makes on families in our area. It's truly rewarding. I also love to see the families that started banking with us 22 years ago when their children were young. Now those kids are adults. They're banking with us too. Lastly, I'd say seeing our customers' reactions when we're able to do something unexpected for them, like deliver cash directly to them when they need it, but physically can't come to the bank. I love what I do. Did you bring some of that cash here today? Uh... (laughs) 
Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Uh, we're all rocking out, baby. Tony Lee did a compilation today. Uh, songs that came out 50 years ago. Oh, don't think you should. 1970? And I'm not kidding. You want to talk phenomenal music. It was oh, the was last released by the Beatles. It was in 1970. Yeah, 70 was a great year for music. It was a great year for music. I had forgotten a lot of those songs, but my God, what a great year for music. Whew. Rock and roll, anyway. I don't know about all music, but rock and roll, it was... I, I, on, on the plane recently, I watched that David Crosby documentary. Crabby David. And they played all that, like, but you forgot how much great music there was. Oh, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, every song, you're like, wow, I forgot how great this music is. It's too easy to make music now. So there's, well, no, there's no no effort goes into it. It's not real. It's not actual instrumental music. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's too easy true. to just you know open up an iTunes playlist, hit enter, and then start singing over it or rapping over it or no, whatever. No, the industry's done. It's it, yeah, it's zero effort. You know why would anyone bother trying when you can just make some you know ringtone? Well, it's it's, it's it, that's why Gibson and Les Paul and everybody's going out of business yep. because. Are they really? Oh, they all filed for bankruptcy. Oh, no. Les Paul. Zildjian filed for bankruptcy. Every company's filed for bankruptcy. Remember the Les Paul, Les, Les Paul that you plugged in from the bottom? Yeah. You didn't plug it in the face? Johnny Winter at the old Labor Temple, Minneapolis. And he kept stepping on the cord, unplugging his guitar. Like the third time he did it, he's just rocking out on his guitar. And all of a sudden it goes silent. He's still playing, but he goes silent because he stepped on the cord again. All you heard was, God Damn it! <laughs> Everybody used to wrap them around the wrap them yes. around their strap and then yeah, plug did. them in. They did absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those situations where Andy, we're gonna have to start the clock. What are you? Get well, you can't start it together. now. Together. <laughs> because we're already three minutes in or something. What else is he gonna do? Oh, we're let's see here. Well, listen to you guys. What Two else? minutes in. Okay, so we'll go to eight because we got to get our our guest on on time. Oh, that we could do that anyway, it looks like, though. So no big deal. Yeah, no, we're fine. Um, we actually probably should go a little long. Guest isn't until 12.50. Oh, really? Yep. All right, that'll do it. What the hell is this story? I just saw this. I don't know what this means. Report raises questions about whether the New York Times 
One thing I will tell you about these news sites, and <laughs> and Fox is the worst. Fox <clears throat> news site is the worst. Uh, you read a story and an ad just covers up the, the yep. text. Hate it. It's like, what are you doing? Yes. I'm trying to use your site, and you won't let me. CSS pop-up, yeah. That's really stupid. Yeah, well, remember started. the days of actual pop-ups where it would open a new browser window? Thank God those those are gone. Oh, right. God, yeah, that yeah. was ridiculous. You know that the, the, the conservatives have a new social media site, Parler, and... It's become the number one site. Oh, yeah, Parler. Yeah, yeah. It, it literally became the number one oh, social media site Twitter. in like two days. <laughs> but yet, no media will talk about it. Uh, only Fox is only talking Fox, about it. Yeah, but right. it, it literally broke TikTok, surpassed TikTok and YouTube in, in like a week. Yeah, what even but, is it, though? It's, it's Twitter, I, but not... It's controlled not, by yeah. super PACs and foreign interests. Yeah, mom right. has it. I don't know why she has a Twitter account. Well, and she's Twitter just stresses her out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know she why she get off goes on it. She needs I'm to not on Twitter. Going she on needs Twitter to in eight stop. Years. She's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, does she go on Parler? No, she's like, it's really confusing. I don't understand it. it. I don't know simple. why I have it. It's, I, it's she's super simple. extremely it's, confused. It's literally it. just Twitter. It's just exactly like Twitter. I have no interest well, in any of it. Then? I don't know. She's it's confused not. by it. It's just like Twitter. Well, maybe I should go on Parler. Maybe she went, Nobody should new, go on anything. No. There's my new blue shirt. Everyone just should just stay the hell away. Get away <laughs> from funny. everyone. I just bought this new blue shirt. That is very funny, actually. <laughs> See my new blue shirt? God. No, it's probably getting way, way, way nuts on the far right. Uh, there's some people on there that are. Yeah, nice. see, yes. I don't need that. But either. not, but not, but not. It's it's extreme, but it's not that many. I, I still, monitor basically all of those. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, sort of partisan partisan sites. You know, from extremely far left like Twitter and Reddit to extremely yeah. far right. That's I go to some sites that I can't even say on this uh, podcast because if you went there, you'd probably be horrified. Uh, oh, as far as Twitter or Parler goes, no, it's like it's, it's pretty. Mild. It's like Trump supporters yeah. who are mad about the results, and but, it's, it's the, nothing the, you wouldn't see from the left on Twitter in 2016. Here's the problem: the problem is Facebook. If you post anything about Trump, they put a thing over it saying yep. Biden has been is declared the the the. So why I didn't ask you that? I know, but they do it. Yep. Oh God, I, these people are disgusting. They Twitter's cover up the to... stories. So if you post anything about Trump, they post a thing over top of it saying. Joe yeah. Biden's the projected winner. I literally think we should tear down every college in America. They I are agree. destroying this country. Yeah. Well, These college educators. I think if it's got God. an endowment above a certain level. Yep. Well, uh, because like of, the smaller college, you know, community colleges are helpful. They're good for the community. Yeah, that's Little true. Little colleges yep. like well, that. A, but a professor from a, one of the bigger colleges just quit and was on some of the conservative news stations talking about that she got... This, they came in and gave everybody a, a, a talk about uh, race, and they wanted her to say something about her childhood and race, and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And they, like, shamed her in front yep. of the whole company. Who did this? A college professor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why she, did they shame her? Because that's what they're doing in colleges. I, I hate college. I lasted <laughs> one day in college and went, I can't be here. Uh, but they're, 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 they're different today. They're, yeah. they're, they're, the bigger Ivy League colleges They're teaching stuff that, that yeah. I don't even understand why they're doing it. I don't get the game. I don't. There's something bigger going on that we don't know about. There just is. Because it doesn't make money, any sense. Man. Something doesn't money. make any sense. Do you know the, how much how much money uh, like Harvard and Yale get from the Chinese? Have you seen their buildings, man? Yeah. The Chinese give them Billions That's what of I'm dollars. Saying. They don't their need, buildings. I know. They don't need that much money and power. No, why they don't. They do, do we, not. Why are our educators given 
billions and billions of dollars coming from federal governments across the world. Why do they have these campuses that are size of cities, and why are they? There's a uh, narrative. There's a narrative being pushed for money. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's happening worldwide. Yes, it is. Not just in this country. Oh, it's the worst in America, though. I don't. It's, I think it's happening everywhere. Well, it's happening. It, I see yeah, it in but... Italy too. They're 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 pushing a narrative, and they're doing it for oh, money. Man, why can't we just all get along? As <laughs> Rodney King once said. Maybe Wendy knows. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Hello. Wendy, you know, won't you people, run for governor? People, uh, yeah, I don't know if I want that hot mess. I sure no. but, uh Exactly. I don't know. You know, even if I don't want it, I still think I'd do an okay job at it. I mean, oh, I think you would, too. Absolutely. I, I think one of the questions that we had mm-hmm. yesterday when watching, uh, watching the governor, you know, talk about when, uh, you know, when the the time now you know bars have to close at ten because we found evidence that infections go up after ten. Yeah, after is somebody 10. standing at a bar? Is somebody standing at a bar with a watch, going, you know, watching coronavirus mm-hmm. in the air? Couldn't agree said, more. Okay. Couldn't agree more. After ten. Well, some governors yesterday said, yeah, keep, "Keep your voice down." <laughs> oh, so talking loud more spit. Than That's you one have? of the rules. Keep your voice oh, okay. down. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, you know, you guys were talking about the virus before and, you know, shots and whatever. I mean, I get my flu shot because, you know, I I am in a couple of those high-risk categories, but you can't live your life being scared. I mean, even for being in a high-risk category, I have a weirdly effective immune system, you know, if you weigh it out. But uh, I think what, you know, like what the flu shots have been doing, and I'm sure it's what COVID will do, even if they don't target the exact form that's out there, they'll give you antibodies. You get antibodies out of it to help build resistance right. against it. I mean, it's something better than nothing. I think I've already had it. Yeah, you thought you already had it. I thought I already had it. I just got another antibody test, and it was negative. Really? Mm. Where did you get that at? I want to get one. I can send it to you. I can do that. I think we all had it in February, so I think we... I'm curious to see. I want to order an antibody test. In February, I did have the worst case of bronchitis that I've ever had. Yeah, we both had the crazy cough situation. But you can, can, like somebody that confirmed had it three months later didn't have antibodies but had T-cells. So it's like you need that, a T cell test. Yeah. So I think I got it in Italy because yeah. I was very sick when I came home from Italy. Yeah. I don't know. So it's like we could have had it, and I, yeah, I had a blood test. I remember when you had that really bad cough. Yeah, and My I tested negative. My lungs are still recovering from that cough. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Oh my I remember you guys. Bad. I remember you guys hacking. Yeah. It was horrible. Hacking up a storm, Hacking baby. It is interesting timing that, like, immediately after that happened, you, they announced this respiratory virus. Do you get yeah, flu shots? I, I know she does. I have yeah. had the flu well, once in my life, and I was like 14. So you don't so. get flu shots. I got shots. the flu last nope. year, but I've never. I don't get the flu, and I don't get the shots either. Well, yeah. and there's a there's a link between older people and respiratory or a raise in respiratory illnesses that get the flu shot, and same with children. If you have a I weak will, immune system, I, I just really like shot. my doctor, and she's like adamant about flu shots. So I yeah. guess. She probably. I just don't. Some, I don't need it. Uh, if I start getting the flu on a regular oh, basis, flu I'll shots start like it's probably your age. Yeah, but the flu shots, a, that business is. <laughs> It's a dirty, it's a business, it's a dirty right. business. I don't know, it seems to you. work for me, though. 
Well, or you just speaking as somebody that speaking as somebody that's hitting the quote unquote old age. Um, I would recommend people have pneumonia shots. Pneumonia, pneumonia is pretty I mean, serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. just made me get hepatitis when C I, shots too. What's she saying? When I I used to smoke. I mean, I've been smoke free now for what is that? I just hit my eight year anniversary. Oh, there you but go. before that, I, thank you. Swear to God, I would get. I've had pneumonia a couple of times. I, you know bronchial, respiratory, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. After I got the pneumonia set, I mean, knock on wood here, I have not had it once. That's because most I mean, pneumonia, well, a lot of pneumonia is bacterial. And bacterial is a lot right. easier to deal with. Yes. There is viral pneumonia, and I'm sure the shot is for viral pneumonia. But for some reason, the pneumonia virus isn't that severe compared to a lot of other like you can get bacterial pneumonia by cleaning out your barn or yes, something. Yes, you can. I mean, you can get mm-hmm. that easy. You're going to be honest I've, with... I've, I've had it, and it just sucks beyond all else. It really sucks. You've had COVID? No, pneumonia. <laughs> pneumonia. Oh, no, no. I've had, I've, had, I've had pneumonia a couple of times. I've had Not pneumonia fun. I have a question for everybody here. And I'm the oldest person talking here, so you guys don't remember this, because I was very little when it happened. But Whatever. honestly, God, since I was a little boy, I have never trusted the healthcare industry or certainly the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, are you talking after, about lobotomies? I'm talking about thalidomide. Oh, yeah. What I, they yeah. did to the world with that babies, garbage. Yeah. I remember oh. thalidomide. There were still thalidomide babies for, when I was... That was for women that were pregnant, right? Yep. Yeah. It, it was an anti-nausea drug? Yeah, it was anti-nausea. Yeah, and, and it, it, made it caused birth, birth That's why when I'm pregnant and I'm mm-hmm. vomiting constantly, I will not take a damn thing because I'm like... I just, yeah. Don't want. I, I, don't I, I don't usually take any kind of drug or pills or anything. But my doctor made me get the hepatitis C shot. I'm like, why would I get that? You know? She goes, Well, you travel a lot, and if you go to any other, you, I know you ride motorcycles in other countries. If something happens to you, they don't scan for oh, hepatitis C and yeah. blood tests. Oh, blood. So yeah. they're just gonna pump it right into you. Whoa. So you you might want to get it. So I did. It was a series of shots. Yeah. Those but, needles are huge. Actually, I didn't. I, they weren't this time. Oh, really? I think they, they changed it now. They made them better. I think they changed that. The technology is. I got up. a scar from one when I was when I had one. When I was yeah, a I kid. think technology's changed today. Oh, Wendy, well, try I to didn't behave. know. I didn't know it was a thing. Well, try to behave. I will give it my all. I promise. Right, you got to come in and be a guest Not, on the show someday. You have to come into the studio and be a guest on the show. <laughs> well, you name the time. All right, what, I'm what sure if, I could get a day off for y'all. But we'd have to we'd have to do it a day when both Alex and Catherine are here. That'd be good. Well, Monday, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, baby. We're here. We're gonna set it up. I'll I'll, I'll, act, I'll I'll have somebody reach out to you and we'll set it up. Wendy, I'd love to have you an in studio guest. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, my dear. Uh, we can have a girl gang, a girl gang all together. Woo! Getting it done. That's all I know. Oh, how was Parker House, by the way? Or Palmer House? Uh, I mean. That's the uh, day. After tomorrow. Oh, it's this 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 weekend. Okay. Yeah. All right, I mean, it's it's nice. Friday the thirteenth, a ghost trip oh, in a haunted hotel. That's right. Friday the thirteenth. So. I forgot about that. Wonderful. Oh, Thanks, Wendy. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're just talking about everything from thalidomide to politics. That's a that's a broad broad range. Oh, they're right? very connected, probably. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure that's absolutely true. Somebody got rich of it. God, can you? I was just thinking back how comedy back when Richard Pryor first broke, which would have been around 1970, somewhere right around then, maybe a little earlier than that, something like that. But when he broke big was in the in the 70s. I remember he was apparently he was talking about one of the kids that lived in his neighborhood, and he had you know, I don't know if it was thalidomide or whatever it was, and they you know what they called the kid? Didn't call him his name. They called him Old Waterhead Boy. <laughs> That's real nice. No, probably had hydrocephalus. Probably, no. yeah, hydrocephalus. Yeah. No, it's not a thalidomide. The hy- what causes hydrocephaly? I believe that's just a genetic sucks weird. to sucks to be you kind of thing. Oh, is it? <laughs> you can't. You can't. Well, there's you can't a lot of sucks to be you kind of things. You can't track them down, Andy. Straw, yeah. hmm? You can't track them down. Uh, we're just on hold. We're waiting. Oh, you're just waiting now. All right, because we got a couple of guests coming up, but I just wanted to make sure a we couple? have enough time for them. They're, uh, They're yeah, Bud Force and John Langmore, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, a documentary portrait. Bud Force and John Langmore available worldwide November 17th on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and VOD. Oh, i got to ask you a question. I have not found one person. I'm going to watch a movie tonight. You ever seen the movie Monument Avenue with Dennis Leary? Uh-uh. No, but I like Dennis Leary. Nobody has seen this movie. I like Dennis, It's though. really hard to find this movie. I do like, I like Dennis Leary a lot. I like Dennis. It's all true. I can ask Bud and John. Bud Forrest, John Langmore, how you doing? Doing great. How are you today? Marvelous. You ever heard of a movie called Monument Avenue with Dennis Leary? Yes, sir. You ha- you've actually seen it? God, because nobody, nobody... I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Oh, because I have not seen it yet. Now I'm going to watch it tonight, and I'm asking everybody, and nobody has seen this. Nobody. I do like Dennis. I haven't either, by the way. So I I wish I could say I had. Ah, what are you going to do? Documentary Cowboys. Documentary Portrait. Co-directors Bud Force and John Langmore. Available worldwide November 17th, just six days from now. On Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and VOD. An authentic, intimate depiction of the contemporary cowboy. Cowboys, a documentary. Portrait. What little boy in America doesn't love cowboys? That's these what these I two know. guys sound like cowboys. Yeah, you do. You sound like cowboys, <laughs> Bud and John. That's a good thing. 
That is a good thing. Why, why do you think it is, Bud and John, that, and I'm one of them, 100%, uh, Tombstone would be a perfect example of that. I, I love cowboys, and yet I grew up in the inner city in a very poor neighborhood, but I love cowboy shows and cowboy movies. Why, why is that? Well, Tombstone's a good reference. I just watched that again just the other night. I hadn't seen it in probably 10 years. What a movie. But, uh, oh, it sure is. No, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your uh, Huckleberry. You know, I think it comes down to the sense of independence, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, Uh, yeah. Cowboys, as, as, as related to the fabric of the United States, has always been revered and regarded, and I think it's always been because of that independent spirit of the drifting cowboy throwing all your belongings onto a horseback and uh, and sort of drifting over the mesa to wherever it is you're going to go. I tell you, one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie, and by the way, Billy Bob Thornton and I have become kind of friends in the past several years. I love that guy. But he's in, even though you couldn't pick him out in the movie, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's in it. He's the dealer. He's the pharaoh dealer. Oh, and he's despicable in that movie. He's a terrible <laughs> human being, isn't he? <laughs> On, I, he's, he's dealing pharaoh, and these two guys are just—I don't know what they're doing. Something, and he goes, "You nerve-wracking sons of bitches!" <laughs> I thought yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, he's great in that movie. He's—he's he's despicable in that movie. You're right. Are you guys cowboys? He is. He, 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 you gonna skin that smoke wagon or just stand there and bleed? <laughs> I love it. Are, love are, it. You, are you guys cowboys in real life? Both of us come from a cowboy background. Uh, I used to ride bulls for four years and oh. cowboyed on small outfits when I was a kid. And then nowadays, I day work on a couple of these ranches that are in the film. John. Oh, cool. And I, you know, I was one of those kids just like you. I grew up in Richardson, Texas, a suburb of Dallas. Just always wanted to be a cowboy. And my dad photographed a book on the cowboys, so he got to know a bunch of ranchers. And he got me a job when I was 12 with kind of a, a legendary cowboy on his ranch in eastern Montana. And I wound up working on a lot of the ranches that are in the film over the course of the next 12 summers. And, you know, the last time I cowboyed was after my first year of law school. And I went out with a wagon and branded calves the first half of the summer, came back and worked for a law firm the second half, made about as much in the first five days as a budding lawyer as I had the whole first half of the summer as a cowboy. Of course. That was when I hung up my spurs. You hung up the spurs, You know, the average average person doesn't know how hard, like, going through Cowboy Christmas and doing that is. Oh, God, yeah. Um, People have no idea. I I, I actually bought Tom. Tom had a little horse ranch that I bought from him, and I have ten horses now. The property I uh, I I grew up on. I I don't do, I'm not a cowboy, I don't do rodeo or anything, but I have a lot of friends that do, and they do that cowboy Christmas, you know, twenty yeah. city, twenty states in like twelve days, right. and it's brutal, and they make no money. Nope. I'm like, why do you do it? They they go like five hundred grand in debt. They love it. <laughs> That's right. Not about the money. No, yeah, it's not no, about you the do money. it because you love that way of life. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as someone mentions in the film, they start these guys off at fifteen hundred a month, um, you know, and then you work. You can expect to work twelve to fourteen hour days regularly, you know, a lot of times seven days a week because you know, there's always something that you got to do to take care of the livestock. You know, it never stops. Uh, it's back-breaking work, and people don't understand. It's back-breaking work. It is. No doubt about that. Yes, sir. But there's something kind of... You know what I did really like about living on a horse ranch was I used to do 
and I'd throw a lot of bales of hay around and things like that. And I always loved that part of it, you know, the looking at the horses out there grazing. And oh, I, throwing. Love, I love my life right now with I my just, horses. It's a very peaceful, wonderful life. I'm yeah. out there at the crack of dawn feeding my horses. Yeah, and yeah. It's the, last, it's the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do at night. Yeah, you know, there's like one of the biggest attractions to cowboying. I think, you know, two things is, one, you get to spend all your days outdoors. Mm -hmm. The second is the horses. You know, everybody that's drawn to cowboying loves horses. It is such a huge part of your life. You know, and another thing kind of related to what you were saying about throwing hay and just the kind of physical work. Another great thing, like relative to life in the city is, you know, when one day ends, it's over. You never think about what's going to happen the next day versus now, you know, you got to worry about your show three weeks down the road, you know, your advertising, this and that. Cowboys' lives are just from one day to the next. Yeah. You put your head down on your bed at night. You don't have a problem going to sleep because right. you worked your butt off the day before and you aren't worried about the future. I love that take. That's a great take on it because that's exactly what it feels like. It's just the day's done. Thank God, I got. Yeah, they live day by the day because the do. next day they yep. could be, get hurt and not work. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I used to back in those days when my wife and I lived out on that ranch. I was a big power lifter, lifting weights, so I could bring four bales of hay at once. She, my wife, thought I was Superman. Man, she thought it was the greatest thing ever. Instead of her going over, getting the wagon and throwing one bale at a time on, I'd just go pick up four of them and bring them over. And she would look at me like I was I God. It. Yeah, thank God I have my. Well, we could have used you on some of those ranches, by the way. Oh, <laughs> man, I could throw I could, four bales at a time. Oh, I'm telling you, man, it, I love doing it too. Should I tell him my story about what the horse did to me? Because I don't... Okay, this, now, I grew up in the inner city. I did. I didn't, I didn't grow up on a farm. I grew up in the inner city. My wife calls me. She's out of town. She goes, would you do me a favor and bring the stallion into the barn? Would you put him in his stall? And I go, well, yeah, I'm no big deal, but I don't know how to do that. And she goes, just hook it under his chin and just lead him in. He'll go right in the stall. What she didn't tell me was, because I'm an inner city guy, I figured you'd lead him in like a dog, right, by the end of the leash. I did not grab it right under the the horse's chin. I'm leading the stallion into the barn, and all of a sudden, I felt this horrendous pain. I was leading him by the long end of the lead, and he came up and bit me in my left tricep. Oh, Bud and John, I cannot tell you how painful that is. Now, my immediate reaction was, because I'm an inner city guy, I turned around and punched that horse right in the face, <laughs> and he looked at me like, that didn't hurt at all. Nope. <laughs> he did. He Stallions like, are literally built to get kicked in the face. They so. really are. I mean, he looked at me like, what a joke you are. That's all you got. He if I'd have hit a human that hard, I would have killed him. He was amazing. You know, the, uh, it's funny. Being, Easter. I've been in a lot of cowboy towns, and, and the average American doesn't realize it. If you go to a cowboy town and then you go into a cowboy but cowboys are pretty intimidating. It's almost like going oh, yeah. into a gang. Oh, yeah. into a I gang, agree. You know? I agree. So I go, I'm, an, and I'm, I'm a long hair rocker, like metal looking guy, you know, and I go I go in this cowboy bar I'm in Pierce, Pierce, South Dakota, and I'm, and they're all staring at me. They all got big cowboy hats on, their boots, and all the girls got all the rhinestone jeans on, mm-hmm. and these two big guys stand up and they start walking over towards me, and I, and I look at my wife, Nancy, and I'm like, oh my God, here it goes. It's going to start. And they come up and they go, our wives want to meet you. And oh, <laughs> and like, so I become I become friends with these two guys, and they were both bull riding champions, 
for PBR two years in a row. And they said, we're, we're going to take you to the Country Music Awards and the Bull Riding Champion in Vegas. And they took me. And uh, I had a, the best time ever. Uh, they take me to Country Music Awards, and these guys were the champions, so they got in everywhere. They were VIP. Mm. And they're introducing right. me to all these countries. And I'm, I'm taking pictures and sending them to Nancy. She's like, do you know who that is? That's so-and-so, like the biggest country star. I don't know who anybody in country is. Right. So I'm like just oblivious. So everyone would talk to me because I didn't care who anyone was. I wasn't starstruck, so uh, they all yeah. Oh, yeah. Stars do like that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but good to meet you. (laughs) So, Bud and John, i got to ask you a question. we only got about one minute left here, and I just want to ask you this question. Uh, Cowboys, uh, we're talking to Bud Forrest and John Langmore about Cowboys, a documentary portrait. Comes out in six days on November 17th on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and VOD. Can you imagine right now being a cowboy? You're out there, out in a prairie somewhere, and you're, you're putting your head on the pillow. You know, you're either sleeping outdoors, you're sleeping indoors, whatever, doesn't matter. You might be the only person on earth that doesn't know what COVID is. You have no idea who won the election, (laughs) and you don't give a damn about any of it. What a great life that would be. Man, that is so true. And I will say there's an old cowboy in the film, a guy named Boots O'Neill, kind of a legendary working cowboy. And he was talking about when he was young... They would go out with the wagon, and they would stay out year-round, never come back into either headquarters or town. And he was out on one stretch with uh, the wagon for five years. And he said to this day, he'll hear about, you know, something that was passed in 1953. And he says, you know, that's the first I've heard of it. Because we were just out there. You know, we didn't have any of it. Boy, you are right, man. What a time to be out there and just not... And you know what? There's still people like that today. Mm -hmm. There really is. There's still people living like that today. Can you imagine you don't know about the racial strife? You don't know about the COVID? You don't know about the election? You know about any of this stuff? And you don't give a damn I just damn drove either. through Wyoming, and there's there's plenty of people oh, still living like that. It. They don't have TV. They don't have Internet. They don't have anything. Bud and John, you are the luckiest men on earth. I cannot wait to see you. I'm a huge Cowboy fan, so I cannot where, wait Where can to I see watch it? it? You can watch it on uh, iTunes. Uh, uh, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and VOD comes out November 17th. Bud Forrest, John Langmore. You guys got to come back. We got to talk more Cowboys. You just put me yeah. in a great mood. Sounds good. Let's talk some more Tombstone and throw in some Lonesome Dove in there, too. And yeah. don't, let's not forget about Marlon Brando, maybe the greatest Cowboy of all time. <laughs> yes, the, sir. The Appaloosa. <laughs> go down the list. Yeah. One-Eyed Jacks. Love those movies. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, great yeah. talking to you. Have a good day. Thanks for having us, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. That's going to do it. Talk to you tomorrow with the family.